This audio is brought to you by MuslimCentral.com. Imagine if you had a pen pal that you wrote to every day or someone that you spoke to on the phone for years and years, and then you meet them in person for the very first time. If you took five years of prayer and you just calculated five prayers a day for five years, no sunnahs, nothing else, not even taking into account the various circumstances of people, That means you would have prayed about 10,000 times. That's 10,000 times you've been in dialogue with your Lord. And that's not including dua or anything else. Now, if you've had all those conversations and you still don't feel like you've ever spoken to Allah or have a relationship with Him, that's significant. If you have a relationship with Him in this dunya, He's not going to let you down in the akhirah. As the Prophet said, وَلَا يَتَوَلَّ اللَّهَ عَزَّ وَجَلَّ عَبْدٍ فِي الدُّنْيَا فَيُوَلِّيهِ غَيْرَهُ يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ Allah does not take someone as a friend in this life and then entrust him to someone else on the Day of Judgment. And so that's the difference between the two arriving on the Day of Judgment. Abu Hazm rahimahullah was asked, how will returning to Allah be like? He said, as for the obedient one, His return is that of a loved one who is absent, whose family is eager for his return. And as for the sinner, it's like the return of a runaway captive and his captor is angry. All of this is to say that the day of judgment is not just when you meet your deeds, but more importantly, it's when you meet your Lord with your deeds. And you want that meeting to be a reunion, not an introduction, and you definitely don't want it to be an apprehension. Verily, we fear from our Lord a distressful day. So Allah spared them of the horror of that day and gave them radiance and inner joy. The Prophet said that Allah has said, By my might, I will never combine in my servant two feelings of fear or two feelings of security. If he feared me in this world, I will make him feel safe from me on the day of judgment. And if he felt secure from me in this world, then I will make him fear me on the day of judgment. So those that ignored Allah in this life and were blind to his guidance are ignored by Allah in the afterlife and they're unable to see him. They just feel his anger. The disbelievers are veiled from him. And this causes them even greater apprehension because they will know his presence and they will sense his anger, but they see nothing of him subhanahu wa ta'ala that comforts them. As for the believers, they get to see him in that assembly, but not in the full sense of blessing that is present in Jannah. So how does Allah arrive to this gathering and introduce himself to the righteous? The Prophet said, Our Lord will present himself to us laughing on the day of judgment. Subhanallah. Like Abu Razin said when he heard the Prophet describe the laughter of Allah, he said, We will never be deprived of good by a Lord who laughs. And this is a gift to the believers that puts them at ease in that gathering. So who are those we find ease for in this first sight of Allah? Now, you have the continued theme of humility in the ahadith. So there's one hadith, whoever controls his anger at the time when he has the means to act upon it, 
then Allah will fill his heart with contentment on the day of judgment. Allah will restrain his anger from him. But then you have this constant theme with these opening announcements from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala about the people who are going to be granted contentment. There's one narration with a slight weakness in its chain that the Prophet sallallahu said that Allah will announce on the day of judgment, that the people of this gathering are going to know today who the people of nobility are. And they say, and who are they, Ya Rasulullah? Who are they, O Messenger of Allah? And he said, Ahlu dhikri fil majalis. Those people who are distinguished by their remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, almost every narration about those who are granted contentment as they stand there when hellfire and paradise have been brought forward and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses the gathering has to do with being a person of dhikr, has to do with being a person of remembrance. Imran ibn Hussein radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he reported that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, verily the best servants of Allah on the day of judgment are al-hammadun, those who used to constantly praise him. And one time the Prophet sallallahu was with the companions and he said, sabaq al-mufarridun, sabaq al-mufarridun, those who practice solitude have raced ahead. And he said, Ya Rasulullah, who are those people? And he said, Al-Mustahtaruna fi dhikrillah. Those who are completely immersed in the remembrance of Allah. And then he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Yada'u dhikru anhum athqalahum fayatuna yawm al-qiyamati khifafa. Their dhikr, their remembrance has lifted all of their burdens. And so they come on the day of judgment weightless, with no burden whatsoever. And subhanAllah, you see that Allah starts to call out to them. Now people of dhikr, they loved the most beloved place on earth to Allah. And those are the masajid, which are the most beloved places to Allah. Why? Because of the amount of dhikr in there, the remembrance of Allah in there. So Rasulullah said, Allah announces, Aina jirani, Aina jirani, where are my neighbors? Where are my neighbors? And the angels, they respond and they say, Rabbana, waman yanbaghi an yujawiraka. O our Lord, who is befitting to be called your neighbor? And Allah will say, Aina ummarul masajid. Where are those who used to frequent the masajid, those who were regular in my houses in this world? Then the Prophet said, Allah then distinguishes the scholars. And remember, the righteous scholars are called what in the Quran? They're called Ahlul Dhikr, the people of remembrance. And these are the opposite, of course, of the hypocrites amongst them, may Allah protect us, who have their own humiliation on the Day of Judgment. These are the sincere scholars who lived what they taught. And they use their knowledge to get close to Allah. Those who truly fear Allah are the true scholars. So this day they have no fear. Allah says to them, Ya ma'ashar al-ulama, O company of scholars. I wasn't going to waste my knowledge on you just to punish you today. I've forgiven you all. You see the theme here? Those people of knowledge and in these circles of remembrance that had the shade of the angels in this life going up to Allah and Allah announcing to the angels that he was pleased with us, even though we couldn't hear it or see it, we felt it. Now Allah is making those announcements in front of the angels and in front of everyone else that he's pleased with us. The difference is we're actually there to witness the announcement this time. May Allah make us amongst them. Allahumma ameen. Finally, there is the specific dhikr the Prophet mentioned for this moment. He said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, whoever says three times in the morning and in the evening, Radi tu billahi rabba, wa bil islami dina, 
Wabi Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anabiyya. I am pleased with Allah as my Lord. I am pleased with Islam as my religion. And I am pleased with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as my prophet. Kana haqqan ala Allahi an yurdiyahu yawm al-qiyamah. Allah has taken it as a guarantee upon himself to please that person on the day of judgment. So the three questions in the grave, you're already pleased with the three answers. And so when you think back to what we said early on, وَمَنْ أَعْرَضَ عَنْ ذِكْرِ فَإِنَّ لَهُ مَعِيشَةً ضَنْكَ The one who turns away from the remembrance of Allah has a constricting life. And we said that's in this dunya, that's in the grave and on the day of judgment. The opposite is true when Allah says, أَلَا بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ تَطْمَئِنُ الْقُلُوبِ Verily in the remembrance of Allah, don't the hearts find tranquility? That is also in this dunya, that's in the grave, and that is now in this gathering on the Day of Judgment.